Hello, fellow worshipers, and welcome to another episode of the Worshipers Heart Podcast. I am delighted that you decided to be a part of this journey. And as I always do, I want to share a little bit about myself and how worship continues to transform my life. And I want to give to you a little bit about my senior recital concert that I completed as a worship leadership major at Visible Music College. The title of my recital was, This Is My Story. A quote I shared was, don't judge my story unless you've read all the chapters. I based this recital off of Revelations 12, 11, which reads, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. In choosing this title, I wanted to offer insight into the journey of my life. To see the smiles of people to say thanks over social media, we view them instantly, but often people struggle with more than we can see. And I take comfort in knowing God is always the answer for me, despite what situations or circumstances occur. I take comfort in knowing that God is a part of my story and I embrace the opportunities. I embrace the ups and downs. I embrace the situations and the circumstances that continue to shape and help me tell my story. It's reassuring to know regardless of what life brings, God is always in control. God renews, God restores, he strengthens, and he is assuring always through our faith that he has us regardless. So I want to use some words that we often used to talk about God and his awesomeness as proclaimed in Psalms 47.2. The Lord most high is awesome, the great king over all the earth. And the words we use is goodness, grace, magnificent, mighty, excellent. Those are all adjectives used to describe God and how wonderful he is to and for us. And we should have a great appreciation and a heart of thanksgiving always for God watching over us and extending new mercies to us daily. So I say to you again, don't judge anyone's story unless you've read all the chapters. So I pray that this podcast will continue to speak to the heart of people and give hope to many. It's my desire that when people hear this podcast, they will continue to seek God as it relates to the direction, the path, and the story of their life. And during that, also to take time to reflect on the goodness of God. We should remember that all of us have a story to tell. And it is through the story that we seek God for all the areas of our lives and we strive to serve all people as Jesus did. Okay, fellow worshipers, let's just go and get into this meat of this podcast. We're going to talk about serving the means to greatness. What does it mean to serve? Molly Mart quoted for us, Allow the way to your great work to be guided by your service to others. Such a powerful statement. We should all be servants. We're all called to serve. 
as stated for us in 2 Corinthians 4 and 5. You see, you don't go around preaching about yourselves. We preach that Jesus is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. So why do we view servanthood as such a low position? Why do we often see it as something we can't do? Jesus dying on the cross was the greatest sacrifice a servant and service for others that was made. As said in Mark 10, verse 45, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for any. The things we do should be about and for the benefit of others. Servanthood is the spirit of leadership that Jesus wants us to imitate. I'm amazed at how servanthood and leadership are initiatives that we often overlook. It's things that we should be striving for and we often lose sight because often we want to move forward straight into the leadership position and overlook the servanthood position. I believe our leadership is strengthened by our servanthood. As the saying goes, you can't be a good leader if you're not a good follower. And I think following is very important. Servanthood is very important. The disciples were followers of Christ, but they were also servants. Mark 9.35 tells us, And he sat down and he called the twelve and he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Now let's look at this definition of servant. The New Oxford Dictionary defines servant as a person who performs duties for others. And adding the suffix hood on the end is making it a condition of character, state, or nature. Doing the act of servanthood is exhibiting the character of nature of a person who performs duties for others and who do it best. Doing the act of servanthood is exhibiting the character or nature of a person who performs duties for others and who do it best. We often overlook servanthood because we see it as such a lowly position. And actually, it's a very high esteemed position. We can't proclaim to be followers of Christ if we fall short in our servanthood. Jesus did the lowest of all by washing the feet of the disciples. So why do we think doing service for others is beneath us? Why do we see it as something that we can't do? Servant or servanthood should not be viewed as a lowly position. Servants are humble people, just as Jesus desires for us to be. It states to us in Philippians 2.3, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but would rather regard others as more importantly than yourselves. The Amplify says to us, do nothing more selfishly or empty conceit through factual motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant or 
self-righteous regard others as more important than you regard yourself. We often put ourselves before others. Where is the servanthood in that? We often forget that there is someone who helped us along the way, who served us along the way. Why do we forget to serve others? To make this really practical, and even given the situation that we're in now with the election and everything that's happening, there's a person that I want us to look at who provide a service to many people. And remember and keep in mind, servants and serving is a position of greatness, power, and respect. Often leaning into authority and come with humility. The person I wanna make it practical for us to see is our past president, President Obama. His servanthood to us was done with dignity, humility, greatness, power, and respect. Not power in the sense of being dominant, but power in about serving the people who elected him. Serving in a place to meet the need of those who were less fortunate. And not seeing it as a place of, I'm the leader, follow me. But more, I'm the servant, allow me to serve you. The greatness of service is conducted by serving people. Mark 10.43 tells us, whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Servants have humble hearts and they serve many people. We should strive not to be like man, but to be like Christ. Jesus washed the feet of the disciples because he wanted them to know that even though he was the teacher, even though he was the rabbi, he could and desired to serve and to serve them. As believers, we should strive to be an example of Christ in all our actions and ways and behaviors. And we're known by the fruit that we bear and the service we give to others. We're known by the words of our testimony and by the life that we live, that others will desire to be a disciple and followers of Christ, that others will seek God for all areas of their lives, and that we are striving to serve people as Jesus did. Servanthood is the spirit of leadership that Jesus wants us to imitate. So when you're serving, ask yourself, am I serving with the heart of Christ? Am I serving to be an example for others to follow? Am I serving out of a place of humility? Am I serving willingly? Am I serving because God has called me to this place? Or are you serving to be recognized? We should serve others just as Jesus served us and thought enough of us to die on the cross for our sins. So don't lose sight or look down on someone because of their service. 
don't look down on someone because they're serving you. It takes a humble heart to serve people. And as we strive to be like Christ, we should strive to serve. Always remember to have a worshiper's heart. Let us pray. And Lord, you come to us, but we do not recognize you. You call, but we do not follow. You command, but we do not obey. You bless us, but we do not say thank you. Lord, you accept us, but we do not accept others. You forgive us, but we do not forgive those who wrong us. You love us, but we do not love our neighbors. Lord, you show us how to carry out your mission, but we still insist on carrying out our own. You identify yourself with outcasts, the needy, and the poor, and we do not bother to find out what is happening to them. You suffered and died for the sake of all, but we do not give up our comfortable lives. Lord, we confess to you and to one another time after time, mm -hmm. and we have entered your presence with countless prayers and with hearts that are close to your grace. We lift up our hands to you in praise, but our feet have still yet walked in the ways of evil. We have rehearsed your commandments, but we have refused to see your face in the needs of our neighbor. We pray, Lord, that you forgive our lack of faith and pardon our acts of injustice. So, Father, we say we are sorry for the many times that we have left you. We say we are sorry that we have chosen to satisfy our own selfish desires. And we apologize for the time we have hurt the members of our families by refusing to do and share in the family task. We ask you, God, to forgive us for the times we were unkind and impatient with those who needed our time and our concern, and for the times we were too weak to stand up for what was right and allowed others to suffer because of our cowardness. So, God, for the times we refuse, we ask you to forgive us. We thank you that you are awesome and that you are compassionate towards us. We thank you, God, that you are eternal and merciful towards us. We thank you, God, that you are almighty towards us. And we confess and say we are sorry. We ask you, God, to continue as you always are to be gracious towards us. We thank you, God, that you continue to remove the obstacles that prevent us from being a representative to the broken world. We thank you that you continue to awaken our hearts to the promised gift of an indwelling spirit. And we ask you, God, to be with us always. Grant us God's healing that comes from your presence and the cleansing of your all-powerful word. That you will be with us to comfort us, be with us to strengthen us, be with us to guide us, be with us to make us peacemakers, be with us to make us the ones who love. And we thank you, God, for your grace and for your mercy, for being our Redeemer, for being our Lord and our Savior. It is in this prayer that we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.
and there's one more thing. I want to take the time to thank my sponsors, Abigail Ladoye, Chantel Hess-Taylor, Jacqueline Harris, Athena Shack, and all my other friends and family who continue to support me in this podcast. I want to thank you for being a valuable part, being an active listener, and thanking you for taking time out of your day to think enough of this podcast and of your servanthood to God to embrace this wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much. Without you, many things would be impossible. Blessings to you. And remember, all you need is a worshiper's heart. Fellow worshipers, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Worshipers Heart Podcast. I am delighted that you decided to share in this journey with me. I am delighted to share this journey with you. And to our first-time listeners, thank you and welcome. We are excited that you too are part of this journey. We ask you to share, support, follow, sponsor this podcast on any podcast platform that you listen to and be a part of this continuous journey. Again, thank you. I can't express to you enough how much I appreciate you taking time out of your valuable life to be a part of this journey. Remember that even in this life, you need to find moments of rest in God. And remember that all you need is a worshiper's heart. Thank you.